We're so glad you've joined us. Right now, it's Barry and Shauna Replay from 89.3 Moody Radio. You and I are here at this time in history to be with Jesus on mission. There are people that he wants us to reach with his love. There are places he wants us to go to share his love. Jesus wants you to make the greatest possible impact for him. And to make that greatest possible impact, we must listen to the Holy Spirit. On Paul's second missionary journey, Paul and Silas were traveling through what is now northern Iran and northern Turkey. Paul wanted to go south, and it says in Acts, the Holy Spirit told them not to go south. Then they wanted to go north, and it says the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. They didn't have chapter and verse, but somehow they heard from the Lord, the Holy Spirit brought thoughts through their mind and gave them direction. So they kept heading west to a seaport. One night, Paul had a vision. So here it is. Specifically, they heard from God through a vision. A man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there pleading with them, come over here to Macedonia and help us. So they knew that's the direction. So Paul sailed to Greece. He led people to Jesus in Philippi, in Thessalonica, in Berea, in Athens, but he moved quickly through those cities because of persecution. So Paul goes to Corinth, and he gets the same kind of pushback, and Paul is probably thinking, I'm going to need to move on. And then it happens. Jesus speaks to Paul in a vision, second time he's heard from the Lord through a vision. Don't be afraid. Speak out, for I am with you, and no one will harm you because many people here in this city belong to me. So many people here in this city belong to me. Jesus wasn't saying that they were already believers. He was saying there are many here who belong to me and are going to come into my family. Yeah, I would translate that. There are many here who I love, who I need to gather to myself. They're my kids. Mm. So Paul stays in Corinth for a year and a half. Corinth, I've been to the ancient ruins of Corinth. It's amazing. Corinth was the most strategic city in Greece at the time in the first century. Everybody in the known world at that time came through Corinth. If the gospel was planted in Corinth, it would reach all of Greece and beyond. The Lord knew that. And that's where the Lord planted Paul. God's direction for our lives is so beautiful and so specific Mm. and so strategic. And we just need to be, Lord, here am I. Send me. I'm available. Use me. You know, I just love the analogy of we need to be able to, we need to put up the sail. You know, there's stuff we can do. Paul put up the sail. He went out on the second missionary journey with Silas. He went out with the intention of sharing the gospel. He did. He put up the sail, but he needed the Holy Spirit to to blow his wind into Paul and Silas's sail so that they could have the greatest impact. Mm -hmm. Paul was being faithful. You and I are called to be faithful. Paul was being faithful to be a blessing to his world, but only God knew how to make Paul's life have the greatest impact. Only the Lord Jesus has the, the blueprint. And for Paul, it was Corinth. So I'd been planning to do my latest album, Hymn, since 2017. 
I thought I'd start in late 2017, but the Holy Spirit said, no, wait. And that came in the form of being asked to do something else. And I didn't want to do it, but I finally surrendered. Then I thought I'd start in 2018, and the Lord said, no, wait. There were some things I needed to work through in my relationship with my son. Then I recorded it in 2019, and I thought it'd be released that year. And the Lord said, nope, going to have to wait. Mm. Finally, it was released in June of last year. So late last year, I was looking for a producer to do a remix of my song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, How Long. It's, well, it's not my song. It's partly my song because I wrote an extra bit on it. But anyway, I was looking to do a remix of the song that's on my latest album, do a reproduction of it. And through absolutely no plan of my own, I met this producer named Joshua, and he did the remix. And he said, Perry, I love your music. You need to meet my music promoter friend, Kevin. And Kevin promoted the Emmanuel song and now many of my other songs. And now these songs that I've been writing for 40 years, these songs that God has given me have reached more people, probably more people in the last year than in all the years I've been doing this. That's awesome. I haven't done the math, but I think that's really the case. The point is, you know, God has led me to this point to have the greatest impact possible with with the music he's given me for his glory and for the sake of the world. You know, we're surrendered to him and his purposes, and then he just lines things up for us. And so for you, you know, you're on mission with God. You're on mission with Jesus. I just encourage you, immerse your thoughts in God's word. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Wait on his timing. It's hard to be patient. There are things the Lord asks us to do, and ah, I don't want to do that, but just trust him and be faithful. Put up the sail, you know, wait for the wind to blow. Then trust him to set you up at just the right times to have the greatest impact for his kingdom and for the sake of the world. When the kids were little, I homeschooled them, and I also was working from home. I did some direct sales, and so I was home most of the time. I got to schedule my own hours, which was awesome, and I decided when and if I wanted to work. And in the role that I had with direct sales, I had the opportunity to lead and to speak. And so from there, I was offered this position with a leadership company, and I didn't know if I should take it or not, and I was freaking out, as I often do. I felt like it was going to be a big jump into corporate. And I just wasn't sure how that was going to impact what our little family had going at the time. We had a sweet thing going Mm -hmm. on. And I just wasn't sure I was ready to disrupt that by, you know, because I was home during the day and then working in the evenings. It just worked out well. So I decided I should go to California and chat with my friend, Linda. She knows everything about everything. She knows the answer. In, In the Star Wars universe, she would be Yoda. There you go. She's my Yoda. She's so wise. She's a season ahead in life from where I'm at. So the things that I'm heading into, she's already been there. And she just has so much wisdom and she's godly. So I was hoping I'll just go to California and she'll know the right thing to do. And then that'll be that. So I'm on my flight to Los Angeles and I end up seated next to a guy who happens to be a pastor. 
I felt like I had hit the jackpot. So the minute I find out the guy's a pastor, he is immediately the lucky recipient of my entire story. And I thought, this is great. Maybe I can, he can offer me the wisdom that I need for my situation. But he didn't. He actually didn't say anything helpful at all, to be honest. I was really disappointed in the guy. As a pastor, I thought he really failed. Epic fail. <laughs> he <laughs> he was, just wanted to sleep, Shauna. He was supposed to like <laughs> impart great wisdom and tell me what to do. But it's a super short flight from Phoenix to Los Angeles. So it, you know, we didn't have a ton of time. I had to expedite my story. But when we landed, you know, it's like, well, nice to meet you. Thank you for listening, you know, and we kind of went our separate ways. But I was waiting to get my suitcase and he walked over to me and I was kind of surprised, you know, we'd said our goodbyes sort of thing. But he said, you know what? I just have to tell you this. You're not going to choose the wrong thing. You want too much to do what's right. Mm. And I can't say that I found that super helpful at the time. And it, it didn't redeem me thinking he was an epic fail as a pastor at the time. You know, I just, I still didn't know what to do. It wasn't the answer I was looking for, but it did just kind of take some of the pressure off of feeling like, what if I do the wrong thing and my children end up in jail? <laughs> you know, all of the things that you think are going to go wrong if you make the wrong choice, whatever. I think what he was trying to say to me now as I kind of look back and reflect on it is, listen, I, you know, I've, I've heard you tell your story. You're praying. You're asking God for direction. You're talking with mature, godly people, even flying to go see, you know, wise believers about your situation. God's going to speak to you. God's going to lead you. He could see your heart. You know, I've had this happen so many times, you know, when I've shared stuff and and people say, you know, I see your heart in this, Perry. And, yeah. and, and sometimes people can see, I think a lot of times people can see us better than we can see ourselves. Yeah. And I think too, you know, as I look back in it, as he, as I shared my story and I shared that I'm seeking God in all these ways, I don't know so much that his confidence was in me as it was in God. <laughs> like if you're seeking God's direction, God's going to speak to you mm-hmm. and God's going to show you what he wants to do. Yeah. If you're seeking the Lord first in your life, you're going to run into his will. You can't miss it. Yes. That's it right there. That's tweetable, Perry. That was it. There's another one. If you're seeking God, you're going to run into his will. Mm. Put it on a pillow. Put it in a plaque. (laughs) Paint it on on your wall. wall. That's it. (laughs) So I ended up taking the job, which actually prepared me for the job that I took after that, which prepared me to be here now. Yay. Yay. So if you're seeking God's will for your life, seek God and his will will follow. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. Shauna's about to share something. I have no idea what she's <laughs> going to share, but I know it's going to be good, and I'm just going to I'm going to listen in, and I'm going to react. This is like improv. It is. I'm going off script because when you were talking a few minutes ago about hearing the voice of God and you asked the question, you know, share a time when you heard the voice of God and how you heard it. This is so unexpected. This so surprised me. I didn't think it could possibly be God. So here's my story. It was a super busy time in my life where the calendar was just packed and things were crazy and I had a speaking engagement and I wasn't 
I needed to work on the material for the speaking engagement. So I had set aside like five hours on this day and I needed them to be protected. And so I got up in the morning, everybody, it was six o'clock in the morning. Everybody was still in bed at my house and still asleep. It was a, a summer morning. And I sat down with the Lord to have my quiet time, you know, before diving into the work that needed to be done. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, Lord, I've got so much I need to accomplish today. And I really just need this this chunk of time to be productive. So, you know, I know there's going to be people here at the house and it's very hard for me to concentrate when I'm not alone. Like, please just help me to be able to get done what needs to get done. And I just sensed, this is what I heard, Barry. I heard, wash the dog. And I'm like, wash the dog. So I all often have thoughts interrupt my quiet time. And so I keep a piece of paper and a pen nearby so I can jot it down. So it's something that I remember to take care of later. So I write it down, right? Wash the dog. I'm thinking, okay, I'll wash the dog later, Lord. But, you know, I need to focus right now on just being with you and get this time done. So as I went through my quiet time, like again and again and again and again, I keep hearing, wash the dog, wash the dog, wash the dog, wash the dog crazy, right? Six o'clock in the morning. I'm not going to get up and go wash the dog at six o'clock in the morning. It's a big dog, by the way. It's a big job. (laughs) But as the morning unfolded, it turned out that when, when my family woke up and they went to take care of the dog and let him out, or her out rather, um, she had gotten into something and rolled in it in the, in the woods. We didn't know this the night before. So they discovered this in the morning. Well, she needed to be washed. So my husband's like, I'll wash the dog. So he washes the dog, which meant that he missed an appointment. And then instead of going into church, he's like, well, I'll just work from home since I had to wash the dog, yada, yada, yada. As the day unfolded, (laughs) if I had washed the dog, at 6 a.m. in the morning, I would have had that five hours of time all to myself to focus on the message and get done what needed to get done. But because I did not wash the dog at mm. 6 a.m., there were people home, there was chaos, there was like it, it changed the trajectory of the day. Mm-hmm. And I just thought at 6 a.m., the thought of washing the dog just seems so like ridiculously unconnected to my life, it felt like a distraction and it truly was the voice of God helping me to protect that time. Yeah. And and you know, what I think was going on there is that I think the Lord knew that you were going to think that's so random, I can put it off. And so he, he, he prompted you. He said that, I I assume you heard that in your thoughts over and over again. And he was thinking, you know what, I'm going to teach Shauna something today. I know she's going to think this is strange and she's not going to do it at first, but afterwards she'll realize that was me and it's, it's, it's just going to be a teaching lesson. So next time she'll do it. It's absolutely it. See, I don't see it as a fail. I see it as a teaching. It was a teaching, but I think so often, you know, we just assume that God's going to say something really holy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, that it's going to be like, you know, thou shalt something, something. But I'm telling you that God was giving me directions, just like walk on up next to that carriage. Yeah. God told me to wash the dog and it was for holy reasons. And so right now, I just, I'm sensing, I'm being prompted right now, Shauna, wash my dog. (laughs) No, that's not God.
Well, the more you and I are immersed in God's Word, the more likely it is that we'll be able to know the inner voice of the Holy Spirit when He speaks to us. It's so crucial to know the voice of the Holy Spirit because He has stuff for us to do today. In the book of Acts, an angel of the Lord said to Philip, that's all it says in the text. I don't know how he heard from the angel of the Lord, but he heard, go south down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. And so he did. On that road, he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a man of great authority under the queen of Ethiopia. This important guy was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah 53. And the Holy Spirit said to Philip, again, that's all the text says. We don't know how he heard it, but the Holy Spirit said to Philip, Go over and walk along beside the carriage. You know, not a chapter and verse. There wasn't a chapter and verse. You know, go over and walk alongside the chariot. But he heard that voice. And I was flying back from Nashville yesterday, and there was this young young woman. I think she was in her early 20s, and she was sitting next to me, and I just had a nice conversation with her. She said, you know, I was here to celebrate 21st birthday of my friend and I'm pretty hungover. And so she just kind of slept the whole trip. But as she was sleeping, I just thought, I thought I I just sensed, I, I had this impression, you know, just tell her that Jesus loves her, you know? And so we came down for the landing and started taxiing and just making a little conversation. And I said, you know, this may sound kind of weird, but my faith in Jesus is the most important thing to me. And I just believe that, that he, he would want you to know that. And I want you to know that Jesus loves you as you are, not the way that you should be. Mm. And she goes, Oh, thank you. You know, and then it just moved on Mm -hmm. from there. But I believe that that was the Holy Spirit yep. and that he's going to use those words that I shared. So anyway, Philip is told to go walk alongside this carriage and he did. And he heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. He asked the man if he understood. He said no. And, and Philip explained the gospel from Isaiah 53 and the guy became a believer. He was baptized right there. And, and God just does this kind of stuff of course, in the Bible, but this kind of stuff still happens. It does. So a flood hit a Muslim village in Asia, and Kareem, a follower of Jesus, was in his boat looking for people to rescue from that flood. As he passed one house, the Holy Spirit said, in some way, maybe similarly with me, just an impression, look there. As he jumped out of the boat into waist-deep water, he heard noises inside this house. He pushed open the front door and was staggered to find 40 Muslims in chains, including children. The adults were holding the kids on their shoulders to save them from the rising water. Mm. These 40 people, men, women, children, had been chained by their landlord because they couldn't pay their rent. In hours, they all would have drowned. Kareem broke their chains. He shared the Lord Jesus with them, and all of them decided to follow Jesus because Kareem was listening. Incredible. So my encouragement is to listen for the voice of the Holy Spirit. And if, if you're not sure 
you know, how to hear his voice, just just ask him. I think being immersed in God's word is is really the the foundation point for it. So, you know, listen for the Holy Spirit, compare it to God's word, and then obey. Take that step of obedience and see what happens. Love it. Well, if you wonder if God still speaks today, I'd love to know what you think about James 1, 5. Here it is. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. James 1, 5. James 1, 5. If you ask for wisdom, it will be given to you. At my previous job, I was on staff at our church and we had a practice as a staff of coming together on Wednesday mornings and we would pray from like nine until about noon on Wednesday mornings. And as a group, we would kind of, you know, talk about maybe what was what was coming up. And then, you know, as a church staff, what was happening in the life of the church, things that were on our hearts, personally, corporately, all these things. And then we would, we would start to pray about it. We would kind of open up the conversation by inviting the Holy Spirit to come and be present in the room with us, to lead our thoughts, to share with us, you know, give us spiritual downloads. Let us know what we don't know. Help us to see things that you see, the way that you see them. And then we might play a little bit of music. There might be a time of just quiet where we're kind of in the quiet space. Everybody's praying silently in that time and then open up the conversation and just say, during that time, what were you hearing and and what were you seeing? What were you sensing? What was going on? And then we jot those things down. And the together hearing from everybody, it was almost like taking pieces of a puzzle that we could put together and see pictures emerge and literally have strategies about how to go about what we needed to do. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's never going to contradict God's word. It will line up with God's word, you know, because this sounds, this sounds strange to some people. This might sound strange to you, but it doesn't contradict God's word. And he does give us real time direction not chapter and verse. You know, we look at stories in the Bible. It's and God speaks to people, and, and He doesn't give chapter and verse. In fact, they didn't have a Bible, but He does give us direction. I was at church at Engedi Church, and after the service, they have a prayer ministry, which I love, and I went up for prayer, and I was just really, you know, just wondering about the next season of my life, and I just, you know, God, what do you have for this next season? And I sort of feel like. Um, I'm wondering if if I'm still useful for you. Those were some of the deeper feelings I was having. And the guy that prayed for me said, I, I just want to, before we pray, I just want to, you know, be quiet. And maybe maybe God has something to say to us. And so we just, we were there and, you know, we just silently listened to the Lord. And he's, then he said, and I've shared this before, but this could be the first time you've heard it. And he said, I'm just hearing the word book. Does the word book mean anything to you? And and I've just been thinking for, for a long time that I've got at least one book in me. Mm-hmm. And I've had my family members really encouraging me, you know, when are you going to do that book? I've had people, you know, on my ministry team saying, you just really need to write that book, Perry. And And it wasn't like, Perry, you need to write that book now. It mm-hmm. was like, 
I've got stuff for you to do yet, yeah. and, and a book is included. And so just keep going. Just keep yeah. following me. Just keep stay the course. Don't be weary in well-doing. You know, be strong and courageous and, and go forward. Yeah. I th- you know, I think James 1.5, you know, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. I would encourage you out of the truth of that scripture, if there's something that you're seeking wisdom for right now, that not only you ask, but that you sit quietly and listen. Thanks for listening to Perry and Shauna Replay. To learn more, text us at 800-968-8930. That's 800-968-8930.